Here's a question to think about. How do we turn our chaos into calm, our pain into power? How do we break free from our own mental prisons and regain our identity? That's the million dollar question, and this podcast will give the answers. My, my, my name is Mario Race, and this is Elevate Others, the Movement. Elevate Others, the Movement. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Elevate Others, the Movement with Mario Race. I want to thank all the listeners for joining the inaugural episode. I cannot wait to have some exciting guests on here who align with my vision, my values, and my principles. And what I would like to do is I would like to start this off because I want my listeners to know exactly who I am and why I am on this path to take people on a journey to freedom and happiness. So by telling my story and being as vulnerable as possible, I would like for you to get to know me as much as you can. My journey started in 1982. It was the first tragedy of my life. I was driving to work for my father. My brother was driving. He had just got his license. Um, He had his license for six weeks. I was about a month and a half uh, before my 16th birthday, and it was an incredible balmy summer day. It was about 6 o'clock in the morning, and I had my eyes closed in the passenger seat. Next thing I knew, I saw a flash of green light and woke up on the ground about 100 feet from the pickup truck, which was upside down with my brother stuck in it, and my brother died instantly. What happened after that was two years of high school by which I was very insecure, very lonely. My parents were just parents. I did not have a mom and dad. You can only imagine what it's like to lose a child. I could not imagine that. And I would never want to be able to go through that experience. But it also left me to rely on you know other people to get things done in my life. Uh, I went through college, applied to college, came out of college and went right to Wall Street. This was an experience where I was doing what other people were telling me what to do. I thought that this was my passion. And I built my way up and I fought as hard as I could uh, to make it up the ranks of the corporate world. And I did. And in 2003, you know, finally, after 14 years on Wall Street, I got my break. And this break was running global sales trading for a major bank. And as I was going through this process, it became very passionate. All of a sudden, I became passionate because I was doing something very entrepreneurial. I was doing something where I was using my imagination and creativity, working with a group, a team around me who was aligned with the same vision. And it was so incredible. And to think that I had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and have a car pick me up at five in the morning to take me into the city to my trading desk, going through that and having those long days, it meant nothing to me. And I would come home, I would work out, I would do whatever, whatever, whatever I had to do because I had passion. I had absolute passion. I would work out, I would play tennis, everything was going great. And then after 2010, the beginning of 2011, that's when things went downhill. And I did not know how to fight this battle. And automation and and technology came along. It completely stripped me of my passion. It stripped me of my purpose. And it certainly stripped me of my identity. And from 2010 to 2015, I was in a rabbit hole. 
I mean, I kept it to myself. I did not even tell anybody how much pain I was enduring, uh, whether it was physically or mentally. I would wake up in the morning with a knot in my stomach. I would wake up, I would, I would literally not even want to make that commute into New York anymore. It was, it was just devastating. And I hid it from my family. I hid it from everybody, how much pain I truly had. And the interesting part was, I was blaming the world. I was blaming everybody. I was blaming technology. I was blaming politicians. I was blaming the news. I was blaming other people around me. I, I did not take any responsibility whatsoever for the position that, that I was in. Therefore, crawling out of that rabbit hole was a lot harder because I did not even know where to turn. I did not know where to get the answers. And I couldn't get answers because I wasn't sharing this with anybody. As I was going through this process, it was day in and day out. It was like Groundhog's Day, a Groundhog Day every single day. And I mean every day. Waking up with the pain, waking up with the stomach aches, going to bed, sleepless nights, not getting any sleep uh, some nights whatsoever. And then finally, one day, one day, I walked downstairs doing my normal routine, and it was a normal routine. I would make my coffee uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I would sit on the couch. And this day, through divine intervention, I happened to look down at the ground, and I said to God, and I was praying to God, and I said to God, when did I become a victim? When did I become a victim? And that was my trigger. When I tell you I shot up from that couch, I literally spilled coffee all over myself, I was trembling and shaking because something had triggered my mind so much. I called myself a victim, a complete victim. And here is what I did. I went out and I took a walk. It was a cold January day. Snow was falling pretty lightly. And I took this walk and I had an internal conversation with myself. I was actually talking internally, but the words were coming out of my mouth and I'm talking to myself. And I started, I started releasing everything and embracing all of the pain. I could feel the pain. I could feel it so hard, but this time I wanted to rid myself of it. I started thinking about everything I no longer wanted in my life. I didn't start thinking anymore about what I wanted in my life. I first had to get rid of everything I did not want. I did not want to be envious of people anymore. I, I did not want to be the type of person who did not want anybody to be happy anymore because I was not happy. I did not want to be that person who didn't want to see other people successful because I felt like a failure. I felt like an absolute failure. And as I'm removing these toxicities from myself, all of a sudden, I started finding myself again. I started seeing the Mario that I knew, the person that I, that I, that I, I was, but it was becoming a better version of that. And then I started thinking about all the things that I truly wanted and what wasn't I doing. And I had to be brutally honest with myself. And I had to be brutally honest with myself because I knew I would never get out of this rabbit hole if I didn't. And I started, I, I started making a mental list and talking to myself. What is it that you're not doing, Mario? Well, the biggest thing I did not do is I did not take responsibility. I blamed everybody. It was up to me to step up the plate and take responsibility for what was going on in my life. And I did not do that. And finally, I started taking responsibility. 
I said, this is your problem, you own it. Instead of focusing on the problem, start focusing on the solutions. And that's when I started looking at an alternative to what I was currently doing in my career. And at this point, I started looking into another area and it took a while, but I stayed positive. I walked away from the industry and this is how this happened. I was, we, it was Memorial Day weekend. We went down to Florida, my family and I, we traveled down there. And the night before we were going back, I was sitting on the beach uh, with my wife and I, I simply turned to her. It was, it, was, it was at night, it was a beautiful evening. And I turned to her and I said, I am done. And she just said, I know you are. She didn't even ask me what I was talking about. She knew that I had to walk away from the toxicity in my life. This job, that was absolutely tearing me apart mentally and physically. I finally walked in after we flew back from Florida. I walked in, went straight up to HR, handed in my building pass, my corporate card, and I left. And here's the interesting thing about that. As soon as I did that and I walked out the door of that office building, I felt a weight completely lift off my back completely. All of a sudden, I could feel the sun shining on my face again. I could hear, I could smell, my senses were stronger. I got home, I could smell fresh cut grass again. I love fresh cut grass. And, you know, I looked back on the things that I truly loved. Like, I love the ocean. Every time I walk into the ocean, I feel like I'm baptized. The sand between my feet, everything about that I love so much. All of that started coming back to me. I started playing tennis again regularly. I started working out even harder. And at this point, I did not have a job yet. I, I had a prospect of one. During the course of this three months, as I was waiting to get this other job, I was becoming a new me. When I went into the new job, which wasn't even in New York, it was close to home, I truly enjoyed it. It was a, it was a blessing because it gave me flexibility, uh, it gave me the opportunity to start working on a side hustle. But that side hustle did not work out too well because I spent an enormous amount of money on shiny objects. I just wanted to start something when I got home and after I worked out to where I could start making residual income, passive income, whatever income you want to call it. I knew I wanted to start my own business. I knew that this would never work again. And as I'm going along through this new job, what happened is, is I, all of a sudden, I started falling back into a comfort zone again. And that comfort zone got me and it got me again. And what I did is, is an alternative competitor had approached me and I truly did not know uh, why they were approaching me, but uh, they did, they made me, they made me an offer. It was a little bit more money and I made the same mistake. And I made a complete mistake and I went to this firm and once I arrived there, the job description was completely different than what I thought it was. I was doing a job that I completely detested. I completely hated it. It was not me. You see, even when I was younger, and this is what I knew I had a lot of passion, but even when I was younger and we'd go work for my, I'd be working for my father, I'd be doing something else. You know, people always say, Mario, your brother's a workhorse, but you're lazy. And what I came to realize is I wasn't lazy. I just did not love what I was doing. I wasn't passionate about what I was doing. 
And I realized for the first 25 years of my career, I was I was passionate about I was passionate about the idea of doing what I was doing, but I wasn't truly passionate about doing it. My heart and my soul was not in it. My head was in it. I was programmed to believe, Mario, you've got to wake up. You've got to take this commute into New York City. This is what you're meant to do. I heard it from everybody. And it was painful. It was painful when I look back to think that that time. But I can't look back at the past. I can only look forward. And the audience, the people that you, who I'm talking to, I want to build such a massive tribe because I know that the majority, the vast majority, and it's close to 90% of the population are not living fulfilled lives. Their lives are unfulfilled. And they believe that the life that they are living is the only life they will ever have because they've been programmed and manipulated into believing, whether it was by an educator, whether it was by their parents, whether it was by marketing, whatever it may be. Society has this way of, of getting into people's heads. And there's what I want to do, what I'm looking, the journey, the movement I am looking to build is a tribe of people who are willing to step up to the plate, step out of their comfort zone, step out of their comfort zone and say, I am taking control of my life. This is my life. Remember something. You did not ask to be brought into this world. You did happen to win a lottery by being born. But here's the thing. It's your life. It's your gift. If you don't unwrap that gift, you are merely existing. You are not living your life. If you are living life on someone else's terms, are you? if you are living life to make someone else happy, to make your parents happy, to make your spouse happy, to make anybody happy, you are losing. I know. I went through all these stages. I went through all these mental stages, physical stages, and I realized... I had to make myself happy first. So what I did is I started doing self-care. As I, as I was going through this horrific, I cannot believe that I fell back into this trap and I was back. But here was, here was the difference though, because I had that internal conversation with myself, because I had stepped out to the comfort zone and back in, I was able to get back out of that comfort zone and have another conversation with myself. So when the pain came, when the failures came, when the obstacles came, when the struggles came, I reacted differently. And that's where I want people's mindset. That's where I want, I want this movement to put people in the mindset of knowing they can change at the drop of a dime. The failures, failure does not make you a failure. Failing does not make you a failure. It makes you smarter. It gets you closer to your goals. Obstacles do not do not have to stand in your way. You could break through those obstacles. They'll build character and they'll build strength. And let me tell you, that's the greatest thing I learned about this struggle. And I want to share it deeper with the people that I'll be interviewing and being interviewed by. This movement is to let people know there are three types of people in this world. I've interviewed over the past five years. I have interviewed coached so many people and I came to the conclusion by looking at all of their answers. There are three types of people in this world. The first one, they truly believe that no matter what, the life that they have 
no matter how unfulfilled it is, that's the life that they know, they truly believe that is it. And they will do nothing to get out of their comfort zone. They look at goals as a fairy tale. They look at dreams. They, they don't believe in chasing anything. So they will simply sit there and live an unfulfilled life. To me, that is just, that is truly not unwrapping your gift. The second person, they're a little bit along in the journey. They've stepped out of their comfort zone and they really want to make something happen. They want to create a movement and they hit their first failure or their first obstacle. And what happens? They revert right back to their comfort zone and they go and they go right back and they get a, you know, a comfortable, cozy job and right back to living their unfulfilled life. The third person, the people that I talk to, the people, the, entre the entrepreneurs that I've met at masterminds, the people that I met at all different types of events, my goodness, these people will stop it. Nothing. And I mean nothing to stay on a path to freedom and happiness. Goal after goal. They don't set one goal. They, they have multiple goals because they never want to become complacent. They never want to go back into that comfort zone. They want to, they want to conquer everything to them. Failure, failure, they, they build bricks out of failure to build steps so they can keep climbing that ladder and elevating themselves to the point where it is just unstoppable. They smash obstacles in half because they have the strength, not just physically, not physically, the mental strength to get past any obstacle. And they actually embrace and wish for more failures and obstacles because they know the more failures, the more obstacles that come their way, they're going to grow. They see it as growth. Think about that type of mindset. It's been implanted in me. It's been put into my head. And it's the most incredible thing I've ever experienced in my life. And these people, struggles, when they look at struggles, they realize something. They say, okay, here comes another struggle. Guess what? Something's on the other side of that struggle. It's not something that they fear. It's not something bad. They say on the other side of that struggle is greatness. It's greatness because their mind becomes so callous. They become so, they, they, they control their mind so much. They have so much responsibility over their life. They don't care what other people think. They shut it out completely. They know that what other people think is none of their business unless they're supporting their goals, they're supporting their dreams, they're supporting their, their, their aspirations. They don't care what they say about them at all. If they call them crazy, if they call them whatever it may be. And I went to my first conference in March of 2018. And I'll never forget it. As I started branding myself on social media, you know, my catchphrase is ba-bam. Whenever something great happens, ba-bam, I say. I love saying ba-bam. And the interesting thing is that as I'm walking through this conference, people saw my name. They saw Mario Race. But that's all they saw. And as I'm walking by these influencers and entrepreneurs, they're pointing at my lanyard and they're pointing at me and they're going, you're the ba-bam guy. That's what it's all about. It's letting people know that you're out there to elevate others and keep them on a path to freedom and happiness, never deviating from that path. And it's been an amazing journey so far. It's been so incredible because I used to, look, I made so many mistakes in my life, I did not even know it. 
until I internalize it. And I had that brutal, honest conversation with myself. I failed and crawled up into a ball. I hit struggles and crawled up into a ball. I was in situations that I did not like and I crawled up into a ball. I will never be that person again. I will never be that person again. And I want nobody to be that person anymore. I want people to have the strength to not allow people to walk through their minds with their dirty feet. Your mind is your most powerful piece of real estate. We are humans. We are the apex predator. And yet we don't know how to use the most important tool we have because our minds are not aligned with our heart and our soul. And we, when we start attacking life, not just with our minds, but with our heart and our soul, and we dig into that passion, and we dig into that purpose that we know, and we truly have the ability to unwrap our gift and share with the world, finding out what your real purpose is, why are you on this earth? Are you on this earth to be in poverty? Only if you choose to. Are you, are you on this earth to work, work a nine to five job that you actually can't stand? Only if you choose to. And that's what I figured out. The choice is mine. I can make the choice anytime I want. And I made the choice in January of this year that nothing was going to stop me from staying on this path to freedom and happiness. But most importantly, and I truly, this is the most important thing I can say to you. This Elevate Others, the movement is to truly create a movement. It's to create a tribe. It's to bring in people, like-minded people who feel stuck and feel like they can't get out of their own way and are focusing on negativity, are focusing on all the toxicity that's out there. You think about all the chaos. Why can't people move forward? Why couldn't Mario Race move forward? Because I was allowing all the toxicity. I was allowing all the negativity. I was allowing all the chaos that was coming from the media, from the news, from whatever it was coming from. And I believed that what they were saying was true. It's not. All that is a business. The government is a business. The media is a business. Everyone's a business. They're out to scare people. That's how they make money, by scaring people. That's it. I have not watched the news since 2015, and I'm going to make sure that all of you, my listeners, my partners in this journey, all of you are going to shut off that negativity and shut off that noise. We're going to have a new purpose. We're going to have a new path that we are going to go down together. Like I said, this is a, move, a movement. And the people who I will be interviewing, the people who I'll be interviewed by, they have to align with those values. They have to align with the journey I'm taking people on so that we can make this happen together and we can make this so incredible. I feel blessed. I feel blessed by the fact that it took me all of these years to figure it out. Because here's the thing. The people that I talk to who do not want to make the change and who do I tell them, I say, listen to me. I've talked to people who are at the end of their life. I talk to people who will never have the ability to get out of a hospital bed again. I talk to people who will never have the opportunity to walk out in daylight again. If you could live your life over again, what would you do? What would you do differently? And the answers were all the same. They were all the same. I would take more chances. I would take more risks. I would find my passion. I would start my own business. 
all of these things are they're laying on the table and they're laying in these beds with the ghosts of all regrets above them. Well, guess what? Guess what, my loyal listeners? We're building a tribe right now. We are now going to live our life so that when our creator calls us back, we are going to know that we lived a fulfilled life with no regrets. And when you die with no regrets, you live forever. And when I mean you live forever, it's because you did everything imaginable. You took all the power inside of you. You turned your pain into power. You turned your chaos into calm. And you took all of that crazy, crazy, crazy toxicity and, and noise from society and you gained clarity. Here's what happens when you gain clarity with a conversation with yourself. And this is what put me on my journey. When you gain clarity, you have focus. People don't have focus right now because they don't have that clarity. But when you have clarity and you have focus, with that focus, you are able to identify your true passion and purpose. And that is what I did. And I want to walk people through those stages. I just want to share the story. Listen, my story is not your story. The way I went about getting out of my rabbit hole, the way I scraped and clawed with my fingernails and prayed and did everything I could. And I mean, I fought and scraped and I got out of it. I got out of it because I realized that I, I am the owner of my life. I am the ruler of my kingdom. I let people rule my life. When I said no, I said, when I said no, boom, I turned around and said yes. I yesed everybody to death. I wanted to make other people happy. And as I was, as I was making other people happy who, who were not looking out for my happiness, I was creating more anguish for myself, more pain for myself. But now there's a reset. And we are at a point in our lives right now with this event we're going through and this pandemic, guess what, everybody? There is no better time than to reset your mind. There is no better time to start over and say to yourself, I'm going to start living right now. There's a global reset going on, tribe, a global reset going on where we have the ability now to level the playing field and say to our minds, you know what? I'm going to start talking with my heart and my soul. Today, I will start living. Today, I will start building my dream. Today, I will start building my own business. Today, I will do the things I never thought I could do. I will do the things I always feared. Fear is a liar. Fear is an illusion. Fear keeps you stuck. And as today, where we are right now, a year from now, we do not want to be in the same place. We do not want to have that negative mindset. We do not want to have that crappy job. We don't want to have people dictating how our lives are or, or how much money we can make so we can give back to the world. And that's so important because my mentor, his, his mentality is simple. Make more, give more. Make more, give more. I'm elevate others. I align with him. I align with the people in my masterminds and in my, in my own tribe. Now, I am blessed to build my own tribe with incredible people, people like you who want to go through the same transformation. And let me tell you something. It is not difficult. What's difficult is staying in the same place you are right now. That's the difficulty, getting out of it. And my passion and my purpose 
is to lead everybody out of the toxicity of their mind and put them on a path to freedom and happiness. I want to thank you all for listening to this inaugural episode. Elevate Others, the movement is going to be powerful because of you, not because of Mario or race. It's going to be because of you, because you are going to be tuning in. You're going to be listening. You're going to be elevating yourself. And I can't wait to have so many of you reach out to me so that you can tell your story. We could talk about it together, how you transform your life, how you put yourself on a different path, but more importantly, how you turned around and change somebody else's life by showing them how it's done. And as you're going through this process, you're going to learn a lot, my friends. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn who your true friends are. You're going to learn the people that are truly loyal to you. Because as you start going after those dreams, as you start walking out of that comfort zone, people are going to look at you and tell you you're crazy. They're going to say, what are you doing? Just like they told me I was crazy. What are you doing? You're going to ruin your life. You're going to ruin your family's life. You can't do that. That you can't. And if you yourself right now is saying, I can't, I want you to turn that into, I will. Not just I can, I will. I will do this. And you keep going and you keep pushing and you never deviate from that path and you do it. I am very blessed. And I'm blessed to have you as my tribe. I'm blessed to have this movement. So to end the inaugural episode, I want to tell you this. I want you to start elevating yourself. I want you to start elevating others. But more importantly, I want you to build a tribe around you so that we together can change the world. It's a ripple effect. And I'm not talking about throwing a little pebble into a lake and watching those ripples. Uh, those rip, ripples. I'm talking about dropping the biggest rock you can imagine into the ocean and creating waves and changing so many lives and changing, transforming people. So I'm going to sign off by saying this, elevate yourself, elevate others, ba-bam. I love you all. This movement is going to be fantastic. And I am so excited that you are going to be coming along for this ride. This is Mario Race, Elevate Others to Movement, and I cannot wait to talk to you guys on the next episode. If you learned anything from this episode, make sure you share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe so you don't ever miss another episode of Elevate Others the Movement. Thank you.